Hello, Anchor. Welcome to Geek Source Entertainment. I am your host, Sir Cal, and this is Film Fridays, episode two. I'm pretty sure. <laughs> Last week, after I uh, or earlier this week, I completely screwed up uh, Tech Tuesday's episode number. So hopefully, I get this one right. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, today we'll be talking about, uh, I Got the Greatest Showman on Blu-ray, so I wanted to talk a bit about that. Uh, I recently saw Pacific Rim Uprising this week, wanted to expand on my thoughts on that, and we got a new trailer for Solo, A Star Wars Story. So, without further ado, roll intro. You're listening to Geek Source Entertainment. So yeah, I got The Greatest Showman this week on Blu-ray. Uh, 4K Ultra HD Blu-ray, by the way, um, because the digital download uh, has HDR, so both my iPhone and my, my iPad Pro are capable of uh, the HDR output. So yeah, I can take advantage of that now. So I pay a little bit extra so I can actually take advantage of their you know wider col- color gamut. Um, but yeah, um, first of all, rewatched the movie last night, and uh, it's so good. I absolutely love it. Of course, it's not historically accurate in the least. Like, yeah, you can probably take apart the entire film and be like, yeah, none of it is really lining up with how it really happened. But you could also make the argument that P.T. Barnum, being P.T. Barnum and the way he was, you know, the way he, you know, was he would twist the truth you know for a show and you know who cares about necessarily if things are true you could argue that he'd probably put a stamp of approval on this movie if it uh was bringing a smile to people's face um but yeah uh it's a fantastic movie for me i just i have a soft spot for musicals i can't really go hard on musicals because i get lost in the magic and especially this film uh like the opening is just so well done i'm i get carried away i i I remember seeing this movie in theaters and within the first minute i was like oh yes i'm so happy i saw this in theaters and not just on television because it was just ooh, so good um but yeah in regards to like the um in regards to like the the bonus features on this film i was going through the extras and holy crap this is one of the most thorough x uh, thorough films that has extras. I mean, it has first like a 15-minute documentary on like how the uh, how the film came to be, like from you know the concept stage all the way up to you know making it and and everything. And then they have in-depth breakdown of each and every song that appears in the film, you know. And then they have like a breakdown of all the elements of the film, like the score, the characters, the choreography you know, the music and all that, and it's like, it's, I haven't had a chance to watch it all, just because there's just so much, but yeah, it's really nice to actually see a Blu-ray release like this that has a ton of bonus features. Typically, you know, sometimes you'll find uh, movies that just put out as little as possibly can, Um, so yeah, that is my thoughts on The Greatest Showman and The Greatest Showman Blu-ray, and yeah, if you haven't seen that film, definitely check it out. So, this week we got a new trailer for Star Wars, or sorry, Solo, A Star Wars Story. And, um, yeah, this this 
trailer made excited me more than the last one the last one just kind of teased what the movie might be like and you know it kind of it gave us a little bit on it but not a whole lot this one gave us a bit more of an in-depth look but not as still not as much it's not spoilerific or anything you know there's no like doomsday reveal or anything but uh we actually got to see a couple scenes now with lando actually talking he didn't talk in the last trailer um, you know, so there's a bit more of what we're going in. And personally, this trailer solidified I'm going to be seeing this movie. Uh, I, I, I like what I see. It, in the, the, I actually like it. It looks like Indiana Jones in space. <laughs> um, it, it looks like a fun action movie. And, and yeah, I'm, I'm really liking what I see. Honestly, though, the only thing that I'm kind of like on is the, um, is the, Han Solo himself, actually, I'm not, I'm not for sure if I like that. He's the only thing that I am kind of like, eh, I don't know, is Han Solo himself because it's not Harrison Ford. But I mean, it's not like it. That's a deal breaker for me. If the characterization is a little off, um, I, it'll definitely be disappointing. But I don't know. I think I. Mm. Because this trailer didn't give us, like, a good enough look at him. It's funny because it's like it's almost like they know the audience is just not ready to see someone else in the role of Han Solo. And so because the trailers have shown, the, the like, they've shown us everything but really Han Solo himself. You know, so that's kind of the thing that's up in the air. But I do think it's going to be a fine action movie, at least, set in the Star Wars universe. Um... But yeah, and I also really like uh, the the last the last part uh, of the trailer. The uh, the joke about Han or Chewie's age was yeah, I love that. <laughs> I love that. You're 190 years old. No, you look great. I, I loved that part. So, um, but yeah, uh, that's my thoughts on Solo: A Star Wars Story uh, trailer. Uh, yeah, that comes out May 25th. I can't wait. So yeah, another thing I wanted to talk about was I saw Pacific Rim Uprising this week. Um, what did I think of it? And yeah, so fair warning, I'm going to go into spoiler territories. This film has been out for about two weeks now, three weeks or so. Uh, and I feel like at this point, spoilers are fair game. Uh, this is the last segment of the podcast anyway. So if you have any uh, any intention to see this film uh, and then move and not have it spoiled for you, then leave the podcast now. Um, you're not going to be missing much. So, you know, without further ado, what did I think of it? First of all, what I liked. I really liked John Boyega. He is a fantastic actor. He carries and steals the scene in every scene he's in. He carries this movie. He is definitely the bright spot of this film, for sure. Second thing is the, the action was pretty good. I actually really liked the action. It was fun. Um, I overall had a good time with the movie. I don't know how I feel about it connecting to the first one like it definitely feels very different compared to the original uh, Pacific Rim it wasn't directed by Guillermo del Toro and that shows um, but yeah the uh, well, you know overall I, I did like it I had fun it was one of those films that you could shut your brain off and just kind of enjoy it the action was really well done the fight scenes were great um, and I like what uh, 
John Bailey, the the epic voice guy, said on one of his Stardust things that he talked about is, it looks like a Saturday morning cartoon, a live action Saturday morning cartoon. That's definitely what it feels like here. Um, so that that is spoiler free. That that is kind of what you should you know what you can think of it going into it so now but i need to get into the things i didn't like because there are some things that ooh really bugged me about this film um first of all um the they don't have the all of the original cast they they don't have uh charlie hunnam's character and uh riley beckett mako comes back for a total of like 10 minutes and then they kill her off and it's like did you really need to do that? Really? And then this goes into the, one of my, the biggest problem I have with this film is the pacing. Because she dies, we get like a minute of, oh, we're so sad she's dead. And then boom, next scene. It's like it just moves on at a breakneck pace. Um, and that's my problem with this film overall is the story. This, the story elements don't have enough time to sink in. And that's that's one of them. It's like, um, you know, Mako gets killed off and it's like... Why? Why did we need to kill her off and we don't spend a whole lot of time with her? I mean, and it's like the the, the main character is Stacker Pentecost's son, um, and Maka was his like adopted daughter from the first film. So it's like we did, we it would have been nice to see them interact with each other, and they do for like a brief bit, and then she gets killed off. That was I did not like that at all because in a film that already you can tell the the director is different. Uh, they don't get all of the original cast back, and then they kill off another another member, one of the main characters from the first film, and it just feels like they're actively trying to disconnect themselves from the first film at times, and I didn't like that at all. Um, and another thing where this where the story kind of just feels like it's rushing through is with uh, Charlie Day Charlie Day's character, Newt. Um, you know, so the two scientist guys are back, Newt and Herman, and Newt comes back and, you know, and the twist is, he's evil, he's, you know, he's been working with the kaiju to, like, help them come back and take over the world. My problem with it is, is, is like, okay, yeah, that's, that's a fine twist, and I, I enjoyed, I actually kind of enjoyed the scene where it's revealed that, you know, uh, he's working and mind, still mind-melding with the, with the kaiju, um, I really liked that scene because it's the, the brain from the first film that they, that they, uh, um, that he connected with, um, and then that first time he does it and everything. My problem with it is, is we don't, so we get the why, we get the why they manage to, uh, why he's turning bad. He mind melded with the kaiju, but it's like, how did they convince him? Okay, like, because Herman also mind melded with him to the uh, kaiju's brain again later on in the film. And he's not bad. He isn't fighting any dark influence. Why is Newt? And it's like, they could have gone more in depth. They do a hint a little bit, well, maybe if he hadn't laughed at me kind of thing, but it's just like, I don't buy that. I mean, come on. Um, and. I really, uh, there, uh, there should have been more explanation. Should have been more time with it spelt. Maybe he's more still conflicted or something like that. And it would have just been nice to see like what would, you know, why, what did they, what did they do to convince him to turn bad? Because he doesn't just instantly turn bad in the first film, you know. And so, what did he, what did they do? 
you know, I think it would have been interesting, you know, my, my theory always was when, when, because this was an idea that was actually talked about, um, after the first film came out and they were discussing the sequel, Guillermo del Toro was like, you know, hey, if they're, if we're going to come back, well, then, uh, if the kaiju are going to come back, I mean, they did mind meld with Newt, maybe they'll use him. Um, so that was something that, first of all, if you'd been following any of the post-production news of Pacific Rim and kind of the ideas of what they had going forward, that was something that you saw coming and that was also another problem i had he hammed it up like you knew something was off from the from the moment the film came in he is not he's not subtle about his uh his character at all and that's kind of my problem with it too is is the twist could have worked if like he was still acting like a good guy but there are several moments where like uh like herman comes to him at one point and he's like i still have nightmares of what we saw when we when we went and, and and mind melded with the kaiju i can't remember what it's called uh the um and he he's like and newt's like well yeah but it was still a it was still a ride wasn't it or something like that and it's like you know you know so i saw it coming it's not it's not the biggest twist ever because he's hamming it up and and he just yeah you you get something is off with his character immediately and then, um, my thing too is, is it could have, like, again, we don't get, what did they play on? And my personal theory is, and of course we don't know, but this was always my theory when it was being discussed in, in, you know, the ideas for the production is, um, is what, what could, uh, he's obviously obsessed with them. He's obsessed with kaiju in the first film because he loves collecting the parts. He has tattoos of them. It could have been interesting to see them play on that element. Like, how could they have used that to make him turn evil? And it's like, we don't get why he's really bad. It's just, they it happens. Um, and I think it would have been really interesting to maybe see some conflict or, or something. And it's just there's none of that there it's just oh he's bad now you know uh, there's no co- real conflict with it one of his i mean for crying out loud he worked with herman for you know from the first film they went through life and death situations together you'd think they would have had a bit more of a bond that maybe he would have felt bad about wanting to you know literally kill his friends um so that that, that was my my biggest problem with it and also the score come on the score was honestly my biggest thing. It's like, okay, one of the things that made Pacific Rim for me was um, it. I loved the score. Uprising, the score is really weak. And for crying out loud, they never used the main theme until the end of the film. Like, the three quarters of the way through. And, I, and like, when that main theme plays, I literally almost shouted, Finally! Because I was waiting for it. I loved the music from the first one. And that's part of the reason why that film was such a classic. Is the, the score is just so good. This one is... Eh. Um, so that, that was something that I got mad about too. Is they didn't utilize that score as, as much as they should have. Um, but I, I will say this again. Um, despite this. Uh, the, the, the story or the, the movie is fun. Once you kind of get past the story elements of it feeling really rushed, um, it is it is very much like a live action Saturday morning cartoon. You know, let's save the world, and and yeah, and it it 
it is really cool. I, I, I the the robots are well designed. Uh, the fight scenes are actually really well done. Um, that was something I was honestly worried about from the first from the first film was that the the robots and the fight scenes were gonna feel like a bit mm, not as good, like as well choreographed. But it was some something that they did well, and yeah, it I actually really liked the uh, overall the yeah what we what we saw with with the film um and I, honestly there's going to be a third one if they make money on this one they hint at it for sure um and i i, I wouldn't mind going to see the third one um but i think they need to get guillermo del toro back that's obvious <laughs> um let the story you know let the story actually plan out more and yeah then I think that's what I, I, I ultimately I enjoyed the film. I wouldn't mind seeing the third one, but you know I do have some significant problems. It does have its have its issues, but I still enjoyed it, and I wouldn't mind seeing the third one if they release it. And uh, yeah, so I uh, I'm a bit constrained for time now um, because I have to be to work in about 20 minutes. So um, that does conclude the episode. Film Fridays episode two. Um, yeah. Have a good day, everyone.